Next on BYUSN, Cougar basketball looking to bounce back from the loss to Oklahoma against Kansas State. We'll discuss how we're feeling heading into the matchup between the Cougars and Wildcats. We'll be joined by one of the most efficient offensive players in the entire country, Richie Saunders, not Sanders, as he helps us preview tomorrow night's game. Who needs a Super Bowl win more for their legacy? Fred Warner or Andy Reid? One of them's going to get it. Steve Young says Zach Wilson needs to go to which NFC West team? And super weird comments from the Jets owner about him. Yep. And star point guard Amari Whiting on the big win Wednesday against Bailey. The best thing BYU does is a person in tomorrow's <laughs> game against Cincinnati. It's a loaded Friday. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy February 9th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a man who deserves his own NIL, regardless of the company, Jerem Jordan. What I really could use is suits, okay? So, uh, Men's Warehouse, Mr. Max, somebody. DC Tuxedos? DC, hey, DC hey, hooked, hey, us up with, uh, hooked us up with uh, Tuxedos last night, which was awesome for uh, 007 night. But, hey, uh, Ben Criddle tweeted this out, and this was this was interesting, and Max Hall replied. There's, you know these, like, stands for drinks at a grocery store? This is left-handed Max Hall from a photo of when he was with the Arizona Cardinals being used to sell Pepsi products. This is a Coke school, so we're like, what? Maybe they won't notice who it is if we invert the it's image. clearly Max Hall. Like, <laughs> what? what's happening here? Max is getting a dime from this, yet they're using his... Uh, image clearly. Yeah, this is a while ago too because he's rocking Reebok pants. Oh, it's from the Cardinals. We've yes. seen the photo. Yes. But this is this is a fresh photo from uh, hot off the press from somewhere. I don't know where <laughs> Ben got this or took this, but what, what is up with that? So Max tweeting, "Hey Pepsi, where's my NIL?" Yeah. 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 Hey, we're a Coca-Cola school, so. We think that's pretty fishy so, that Pepsi's in on so good luck with, that. with the inverted image. <laughs> hey, they ain't, giving, they ain't giving me free Coke. Although we have that in the break room. Uh, nice. Where's the grocery store? That's what I want to know. Is that like a Macy's in Santa Quinn or something? <laughs> they even we have need a to Macy's know. in Santa Quinn? Where, where is this grocery store? All rise and shout. It's a busy edition of What's Trending. BYU basketball back to work on their home floor after a long road trip that took them to Morgantown, West Virginia. They didn't come back to Provo, they just stayed on the road, went to Norman. Tough loss against the Sooners. Now four days to prepare for a Kansas State team that just pulled off their biggest win of the season Indeed. against number one, or sorry, the number one team in the conference at the time, Kansas, but... The perceived best team in the league every year. Holy sure. cow. Still might be the best team. This is quite the interesting scenario given what each of these teams that will face each other tomorrow night in the Marriott Center did in their most recent game. Couldn't be more different. Kansas State, their best win of the season. BYU played their worst Big 12 game of the season. So, Jerem, how are you feeling overall, given these unique circumstances and the buildup to Kansas State at BYU? A little weird because, yeah, Kansas State had lost four in a row, and there was an Oklahoma State loss in there. Like, Oklahoma State is clearly the worst team in the league. Not a bad team, but, like, that's a team you can beat. They lost on the road at Oklahoma State. They had lost four in a row, and then they summoned this amazing performance in a rivalry game in OT to win. Which, by the way, 
as you look at the last five. Kansas State has won its last 11 overtime games. Do not go to OT with Kansas State on Saturday if you're BYU. But you see the four losses. It's respectable to lose to Iowa State and Houston. Suppose, and especially on the road. But not Oklahoma State. That one's weird. So how do you lose at Oklahoma State and then beat Kansas? So there, it's a very Jekyll and Hyde group here. What we know, though, about Kansas State is this. Um, they are 76 in net, which makes this a quad three home game for BYU. Super weird, right? Super weird. If it can sneak into the top 75, it's quad two. But this is a game you need to win at home. Yet, Kansas State is tremendous defensively. 23rd in efficiency. BYU's 25th, by the way. Gregor Bell tweeted yesterday, number one in the league in field goal percentage and three-point defense. Last 16 opponents have shot under 45%. Last 10 have shot 35% or fewer from three. BYU has got to play well in this game against a great defensive team, feeling good off the win. I do think they can do what they did to UCF, though, which was UCF beat Kansas and couldn't, couldn't maintain that intensity and energy coming off a huge win in the next game when they played BYU. Such is the case with Kansas State. They got a good backcourt with Tyler Perry and Cam Carter. Carter played all 45 minutes, by the way, uh, in the game the other day. Kansas State rebounds really well. That's always a key for BYU. So if you're BYU, you got to bring it. But K-State stinks on the road. 4-1 at home, 1-4 on the road. Yeah. Marriott Center is going to be tough. First meeting between these two since the first game in the Marriott Center ever where BYU and Kansas State met up. Chris Machosich had a 13-18 that night. So let's go and see what BYU can do against a K-State team. Feeling good. Plays good defense, but I think at home, BYU wins this game. Hey, if you're feeling bad about how BYU performed against Oklahoma, just consider that Kansas State lost by 20 at home to Oklahoma in that four-game skid. So, yeah, respectable losses on the road against Iowa State and Houston, who might be the two best teams in the conference overall, seriously. Like, I Iowa State, the win by BYU over Iowa State is such a look win. amazing. Iowa State's really, really good. Yep. But then Kansas State lost to Oklahoma by 20 in Manhattan, which is just weird. And then they lose... At That's Oklahoma the one home State. Loss in league. Yes. So they were they were reeling for sure, but rivalry games are weird, and they got it going at the right time. They beat Kansas. So, yeah, they feel confident. But here's why I am confident in BYU, not just because the Cougars are playing at home and the Marriott Center is incredible. It is so difficult for teams after a super emotional high, which Kansas State had against Kansas, to then go to the next game, and have it be on the road, no less, at the Marriott Center and maintain that level of play and that energy and have the bounces. They're not going to have the home crowd. BYU has a significant advantage because of the natural emotional letdown that's going to happen for Kansas State, tougher to generate that energy. And then BYU's home crowd, they know what BYU needs to do. BYU needs to get to 5-5. Five and five. I've been saying, man, the Cougars probably should win three of the next four. Maybe that's asking too much. But now is the time for BYU to make their move so that they feel confident about finishing the top half of conference. If they can win three of the next four, now you're seven and six and then begin a tough stretch beginning with Baylor at home. It's go time now for BYU. And they benefit from coming home and having Kansas State, having forcing them to try and maintain this emotional level that they had in the win over Kansas. So, yes, they play great defense. BYU is due. They've had some time to rest. They're finally back home. I expect BYU to show up. This is a line that I'm buying into. BYU is given an 85% chance to win this game. I'm buying that with BYU because of all of the things that we've discussed here. So, while it is weird, 
because BYU didn't play well in their last game, like you kind of just got to wash that one down the drain and be like, okay, BYU's back to who they usually are. The, the game against Oklahoma was the outlier. Like it, it, was, yeah. it was a weird game. Haven't, haven't had that one. Exactly. Haven't had the got kind of blown out. Granted, it was at the end. I'm not going to be a prisoner of that moment. Be like, oh no, B- what if BYU? Th- this is not good. I'm not buying if into that. If that happens Saturday, then yeah. Now there's cause for now concern. Now it's a different discussion. But BYU also, I believe, will have Ali Khalifa, and that will make a massive, That'd be nice. massive difference. Mark Noel Pope Waterman says he's, was sick the last year. Yeah, he's not Hopefully feeling well. He's healthy. Yeah. Mark Pope says he's hopeful that Ali will play. I think he's going to play. Uh, Ali is a hopeful gamer. is not an official diagnosis. That's an emotion. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think he's going to play. Like probable and questionable, and doubtful or that. Hopeful, maybe not even doubtful. Hopeful is emotion. Well, yeah. I hope he plays. Even if he doesn't play, I still like BYU's chances. Yeah. But if Ali plays, mark check mark BYU is going to win this game against Kansas State. He's that much of a difference maker, especially on the home floor. Topic two: Whose legacy would a Super Bowl win help more? Andy Reid or Frederick, it's actually Federico, Warner. Andy Reid's already a Hall of Famer. He's already done so much to be considered one of the greatest of all time. Like, what else does he need to do to get the gold jacket? No, he's, he's in. He, he is a surefire pro football Hall of Famer. Fred Warner's still got some work to do. So I'm actually leaning toward Fred Warner. Fred doesn't need a Super Bowl. Uh, his longevity and just what he does, if he plays a long career, his numbers will be wildly incredible. They already are, given the number of years he's played. But if he wins a Super Bowl, yeah. Fred Warner, this, this probably is the boost in Mario Kart, right trigger, that pushes him up closer to a legacy, which includes Hall of Fame designation. So I think, I think Fred would probably benefit more from this. Although Andy, it, the conversation is, okay, he's one of the GOATs. Mm-hmm. If he wins another Super Bowl, now the conversation becomes, is he straight up the GOAT? Uh, he doesn't I'm, pass Belichick. I, yeah. I, he, he does not. He'd have to win a couple more. It, to me, I, I think it's Warner. I, I think it's Warner because Andy is the greatest coach ever produced from this place. And, and I know people don't want to, like, have this discussion, but, like, at some point, Andy passed Lavelle in kind of what he's accomplished, right? Because it's been at the pro level, and it's been multiple times. Like, the greatest thing you want as a parent is for your kid to be better than you. Andy Reid has been the Lavelle at the pro level plus some, right? It's been amazing to see what he has done. Getting a third one would put him into – an even higher echelon of greatness, right? Is he one of the top five? Like, is he one of the top ten already? You know, I, I th- I he's top ten already, I, I don't for think sure. he becomes the GOAT. I think that's Belichick. You just have too many Super Bowl ones. There's just so many. And the sustained greatness, right? Andy's sustained greatness, right? He's been awesome. Not at the Belichick level, but it's, it's been amazing. He's won 100 games with two different teams. That's amazing. Bill didn't do that. Right. That's very interesting. Right, but... You don't leave the Eagles if you keep winning, too, right? Like, part of that is, is you kept winning, so you stay at the same place. The fact that he's done that at two places is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Fred is the greatest defensive player ever from BYU in the NFL. Like, he is multi-all-pro guy. He is pacing for Hall of Fame. Sure. A Super Bowl win would be nice. Granted, about defensive players, we don't talk about it in the same vein as we do quarterbacks with the Super Bowl wins specifically. But it would... It would help Fred um, in that regard. So, uh, yeah, I'll say Fred. 
Although I never root for the Niners. But I root for Fred. <laughs> I root for Fred and I root for Andy. So I'm kind of torn on this one. But because it's Niners, it's easy, I guess, for Chiefs. But I always want Fred to uh, have success. He's been awesome. And just just a reminder, Fred was a senior the 2017 year, and it didn't affect his draft status. So you can be on a bad team and still succeed at the next level. <laughs> just pocket that little thing in your head. Oh, BYU wasn't good. No NFL guys. Yeah, Fred Warner off 4-9. So remember that one. Yeah. What, what's cool is that we're even having this conversation. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Like, let's I wish there were more players in the game, for sure. Let's step back and just and just yeah. revel in the fact that we're looking at the best linebacker in the game being from BYU, and I think the best coach in the game right now. Bill Belichick I, is... I don't know that anyone's arguing that. Yeah. The Patriots were terrible this year. Yes. Tom left. They literally it's, let him go. It's been if he's that a, good, why they let him go? It's been a very different story yeah. since Tom Brady left New England. Yeah, at some point, you sour and you move on. That happens. And Andy is leading the way, which is just awesome. So the best coach in the game right now, BYU guy. Best linebacker in the game right now, BYU guy. Yep. Yeah, pretty cool. And let's not forget Matt Bushman and our guy Porter Ellett, you know, who are doing yeah. their thing with the Chiefs as Absolutely. well in a practice squad role and as a staffer. They have a chance at another ring as well. <laughs> That'd be three for Porter. How about that? So I mean, that Porter, would be incredible. Three Super Bowl rings. Porter about to hang out with Tom Holm and be like, yo, look at all these rings. Yeah, Porter, yeah, Porter and Matt. <laughs> listen, Matt, this has been a wild year for the Chiefs. Holy cow. Yeah. Matt Bushman and, and his wife Emily going to a New Year's party with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Life's like, good, This man. is insane. Life's good. It is Super Bowl weekend, and it doesn't matter which side you pick. Up to you. But we are going to ask you in our question but of the Chiefs. day. Where are you giving your loyalties this weekend? We're asking literally everyone but Jason Shepard this question. (laughs) Yeah. We know where his allegiance (laughs) lies. As a BYU fan, who are you choosing Mm. to root for in this weekend's Super Bowl? How many of the, like, 90s Niner fans are just easily going, Niners, Niners, Niners? It's like non-Niners Chiefs fans who are BYU fans. Yeah, it's incredible that the San Francisco 49ers, that dynasty, that brand, have not won a Super Bowl. In almost three decades. Steve Young was the guess, last guess they're not, man to lead them to a Super Bowl. They're just not that good, Spence. Crazy. Says the Seahawks fan. At Arizona MCC on X says, Niners all day. I love Coach Reed and would be happy for him to win again. But there are too many commercials with Mahomes and Ma'ato. <laughs> it's exhausting. Plus, our hometown hero, Brock Purdy, From Arizona. Yeah. there you go, yeah. along with BYU legend Fred Warner will be on display. Go Niners. Okay? Yeah, like for all the like 6-2 quick uh, check down uh, guys out there, this is, this is for you with Brock Purdy, right? <laughs> How about Efficiency, this? Efficiency, guys. How about this name on X? Thank you, Larry Scott. On X. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Thank you, Larry Scott is rooting for the Chiefs. No one better reps the why than Andy Reid. Yep. I also love the story and example of Porter Ellett. There's a lot of truth in that. Who reps the why better than Andy Reid? Like, the, Jamal does Williams great. does an incredible job. In, in the Jamal way. Yes. And those are two different types of people. Andy right? is so right. outspoken. Every member of the Chiefs media, every member of the NFL media, they know very well that Andy loves himself some BYU. And cheeseburger. He's very open about that. It, yeah. Okay? Mary Krantz on Facebook. It's tough, but got to go Chiefs so Andy can have his dynasty. Doesn't he already have a dynasty? Or are we, are we one Super Bowl win shy of There's that? There's debate on what a dynasty is. To me, Do like, you have to have three? Do you have to have three well, wins? Well, three at a certain amount of time. 
Like that would be three and five, right, for him? Three and five is a dynasty to me. Okay. Yeah. But Fred got a couple of sacks and a stop or two. He had a pick six the last time he played in a Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Got a big lead, and then the Chiefs scored mm-hmm. a lot down the stretch. So. Derek Stell on Instagram says, "Root for Fred Warner, but Coach Reed can have another, and I won't be mad." Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be mad either way. I think that's how most BYU fans yeah. will feel. It's like I think they'll root for one or the other, but if it doesn't happen, they're like, "Nah." That's all good. Like I, I'm I, happy either way. Yeah, I, no, it's it's gonna be fun either way. Like it's although it always marks the end of football. It's always a sad day. SNL did a sketch that was really funny a couple weeks ago where they were like, the you know it, it was like, what do men do when football season's over? <laughs> and I was like, what am I gonna do on Sunday? Count down the days to March Madness. Sad, uh, yeah. Thankfully, BYU basketball is playing great, playing well fun. right now. Yeah. That will carry us through late March. I just mean like Sunday post-church. What am I doing? Like I I have to interact (laughs) with my kids now? Like what's going on? Uh, Number eight, BYU men's volleyball. Takes on Long Island tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time. Cougars won last night in three. A little little closer than we thought. Game number two, tomorrow night, 9 Eastern. Up next, BYU's super sub, one of the most efficient players in the entire country. Richie Saunders joins us. Why is he so successful off the bench? And how does he feel about the matchup with Kansas State coming off kind of a weird loss? This is BYU Sports Nation. Dumps it to Richie. Richie will fake it from three, drive the key, stop in the block, squeeze it up, and score it! (laughs) Richie Saunders, huge three, Richie does it again! Waits, waits, scores, and one for Richie Saunders! Goes up and scores it! Richie Saunders muscling his way to the 10 for two. Time we bring that muscle into Studio B. Welcome back to the show on a Friday. This is BYU Sports Nation alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, the aforementioned Richie Saunders and his guns in the Cougar Council room. Richie, welcome to Studio What's B. Up, Richie? Thank That's you, what people you. talk about a lot, right? Well, like, I'm sorry I didn't show them off today, but <laughs> next time. Yeah. Next time. You can't always go that well, right? That's right. It's cold yeah. outside. There's yeah. no suns out. No. No people good. can no get good. their like, fix when they go to the game when they see you right. in your jersey, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's go, man. Yeah, more, more incentive to go and watch the game. Uh, Richie, what a fun season. And that's a huge understatement uh, as we kind of traverse through this Big 12 scenario and watch BYU basketball handle a challenge game in and game out. Nine games in at the halfway point, how would you assess what it's like to play basketball in the Big 12? I love it, right? Like, it is, it is, it's super unique. It's something I've never experienced where literally, like, pretty much every other day, right? Like, Saturday, Tuesday, like, every single time you step in that gym, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know that, like, there's no off days ever, right? Like, you, like, look around the conference, like, it is just amazing how, like, every single day, game day, there's just, like, all these upsets. And so, I mean... It's humbling, right? But it's like such a such a cool cool thing to be able to be a part of. There are the highs and lows of that road trip, right? Let's talk yeah. about the highs with West Virginia. Four threes from you, uh, including a banked three. We'll take, we'll take you it. Call, did you call glass on that? Uh, my team did. That's how I, they, they took care of it. I was screaming it from in front of my screen. <laughs> I was like, oh! Yeah, hey, and fading away, too. That was yeah. like the hardest horse shot ever. You know, like it takes a lot of work to be lucky every once in a while. So Yes, we'll it does. It. Um, and then you go to Oklahoma, and obviously you guys are trying to bounce back from that. Kansas State, we're talking about how intriguing this matchup is. They lose four in a row, including a game at Oklahoma State, and then they beat Kansas. Those are two really different games. What are you expecting from one of the best defensive teams in the conference coming off a huge win? Yeah, you know, they're they're playing confident, right? Like, as they should be. Um, But I feel like 
just like every other game, um, it's going to be a big game. Uh, and like they have some really talented guards who are just able to score and score like in big amounts. Um, so really, like a key for us is taking away the, the catch and shoot three, put it letting or making them put it on the ground, and really shrinking the floor. You just answered my question, I think, which is the number one concern on the scout. Yeah. If say so, along with that, what else concerns you about Kansas State's style of play? Um, I mean, they're they don't have a ton of actions, right? Um, they they just hoop, and so like um, we just got to be dialed into knowing who they are and what their tendencies are individually, um, because when it comes down to it, there's going to be a lot of times when it's ISO and um, where they're going to try to go one on one and. Or like I said before, like we got to make it so it's one on five. Um, so it's us against one of their players. Uh, Down Hall's done a nice job, uh, you know, on the other end of this in the pick and roll, getting on four, you know, uh, five on fours, four on threes, and whatnot. What are you seeing from your teammates in terms of how you guys are learning together throughout this uh, Big 12 season so far? Yeah, I feel like we're learning that we're a good team. Right? Did like, you know that, or you I had to have a it. bigger challenge? Like hundred percent, sort of right? Like I've totally yeah. believed it, and like yeah. I have. But um, I feel like when you're tested, like that's what that's that's when you really learn. It's like affirming what you felt. Exactly right. Okay. Um, but to go along with that, like like we need everybody. <laughs> like every like we play so much different than everybody else in the league, right? <laughs> um, and so, but the thing is, like we, we we really do need every single person down the line. Like we can't do it without without everybody. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because I just brought up that Coach Pope was hopeful to have your guy Ali Khalifa yeah. back in the lineup. And Foose has been remarkable, kind of shouldering that load yeah. in the post for the past few games. Ali brings a totally different dynamic. So from your perspective, how does the offense and the game change when Ali is on the floor for the BYU guys? Yeah, um, you know, like, both have incredibly, like, they're so good at what they do. They do have a little bit different strengths, right? Foose is one-on-one -on -one in the post. Like, I'll take him over anybody. Yeah. Right? Um, Ollie's passing is, like, you, everybody sees it. So I don't He's the best much, passing big man in the country, oh, right? Oh, like, 100%. Yeah, he is, like, statistically-wise. Um, but, you know, like, with Ali, like, and Foose, like, it just it diversifies our game. Because um, when Ollie's on the perimeter, he... He's a very good shooter, right? And he can really just spread out the floor. Uh, it's like we're watching right there, right? Like how when we get in those little flow actions, as we call them, like um, he he just makes the defense have to um, guard it differently. Um, and I'm super excited when he's going to be back in the lineup because with him and Foose, like it's and Atiki even like it's gonna it's it just makes us like super unique. You guys feeling better? You guys have been sick for a little bit. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a grind, right? <laughs> like, like I had the flu, Texas game, and some of the West Virginia games. Couldn't, couldn't tell, bro. That was <laughs> no, amazing. You did see me after. That was but, amazing. Um, like, you know, like Noah's been sick. Ali's been sick. Like, um, but I feel like we've had to just rely on each other even more, um, and people just have had to really step up because when it comes down to it, nobody cares, right? Like, like it sucks that like we've been sick, but the game goes on um, every Tuesday and Saturday. So well, you, you listed a bunch of guys and Trevin Nell's had his bouts. Yeah. Dallin Hall's had his sure. bouts. Mm -hmm. Like Spencer Johnson's who, been through it who as well. Has it? Who hasn't? Yeah, yeah, who hasn't? On the roster. That's been wild. Okay, so health aside, I mean, from your vantage point, what's the vibe of the team like coming off 
you know, what was a tough second half? You played pretty well in the first half against Oklahoma. It kind of just felt like you ran out of gas. So yeah. what, what's the vibe of the team right now? You know, we, like, yesterday was an important practice for us. It started off slow, and it was like, just like, you know, like, after, like, a big loss like that, I know everybody that watches it and is, is invested feels it, but it's just, it's so hard, right? Like, it is, like, it just drags you down, and you just feel like the scum of the earth, right? But there's no time for that. So somehow we got to figure out how to get back. And I feel like yesterday's practice was key for that, where we had to, Honestly, like we had to like suffer through a little bit at the beginning. Practice was slow, and it was like kind of a little bit more emotional. But as it went on, like we were able to um, just really get back into who we are, just like the energy team and this together team. It's like I've mentioned it 20 times already. Like we have to do it together. And like I felt like the second half of even practice um, yesterday was key for that because it was kind of like. <laughs> Like, boys, like, we just got to do this together. Like, we just got to, we got to just step up and do this, you know? You are, to, uh, to I think both of us, the glue of this team. The energy you bring, the role you play. A lot of people want to be the main guy, the 20-point scorer. You come in with juice. You're at least going hard. You're, you're banking in through Whatever it takes, right? You're dunking. You're playing defense. When did you sort of embrace this role on this team of, okay, I can contribute in this way. And you get under people's skin on the opponents, like, and you summon sort of this energy that helps the crowd and BYU. Like, when did you embrace this role for you? Well, I, I thought that's an interesting question because I, I, don't, I don't know if I necessarily know, but I'm just super, like, like, honored to be a part of this. And, like, for me, like, I really just want to do whatever I can to, like, really, like, kind of the mantra is, like, just, like, get the job done, right? Like, mm. like you know, and other times in the past I've played different roles um, but I, I love this role I love you know being able to um, just be in the opportunities that I that I can and um, you know, like I'm just I'm super grateful for it Richie Saunders is with us on BYU Sports Nation Cur Colonel Saunders is the graphic says yeah <laughs> I love bucket of, it's bucket of chicken night quite often in the Marriott Center grab, a bucket. Grab, 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 grab a bucket grab a bucket Come let's on, go man. Colonel Saunders <laughs> let's go I'm having quotes from it, so I married an axe murderer floating <laughs> in my mind. We won't, we won't go there. Uh, Richie, Why not? <laughs> what's the, what is the best part about playing at the Marriott Center, especially in Big 12 play? Oh, I'm so glad we're home. Um, you know, like, it's, it's just as unique, right? Like, um, everywhere we go is there's big crowds, but there's nothing like playing in front of the Rock, playing in front of all of the fans. Like, And I feel like... Um, I don't know, like it just, it just feels good to be in front of these, in front of the people that are just dying for us. Like they just, they just, they want us to do well so badly. And like, um, like I'm just super grateful that we can have the opponent step on the free throw line in the second half and go against the Rock. So there's a moment in the Texas game when BYU is going on a run in the second half and you spot up in the corner and you knock down a three. I think it puts BYU up nine. And it was one of those moments where I was like, Wow, it is loud. Yeah. I'm sure you know that three in that moment. How much do you feel that in the moment? Because you're in the game. Or were you trying to not throw up at that point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, every second was, let's just get through this media timeout. We can just get through this. But that was a really special moment for, yeah. like, I feel like my just kind of career in general. Uh, um, like, just some little moments are just, like, key takeaways. And, 
you know, it didn't feel great coming out of my hand, but it somehow. It, <laughs> but, um, Those are almost worse, right? Where you're like, oh, man. Oh, no. Like, hey, oh, I don't know what worse. I'll take it. I'll take my it. navigation take it. system on. What's going on? <laughs> Goes in. Okay. But, like, coming off that block from Foos, right? Um, you know, like. I, it's just those moments when the place erupts, like whether it's if I hit that shot or everybody else does whatever they do, you know, like it's just it's cool to be cool to be inside that gym and be a part of it. Okay, now the obligatory Super Bowl question: Who you got tomorrow? It's just like back and or forth. Sunday, yeah. yeah, back and forth. Like, I mean, I know we're on live TV, and so like I don't know what the whole like scheme is with the Chiefs, but like I'm a big Andy Reid fan. Okay. It's it, like we were just talking. Like either way, BYU fans win, right? Either way. Like, yeah, right. Fred, Fred Warner. Warner. Is, Fred's our Fred's our guy. <laughs> which, which by like, the way, your sister's our guy. Your sister moved into my ward, and Ryan Waite is your niece's primary teacher. This is only BYU TV content type content here. Um, every week, he asks, I guess, your niece, "Hey, what was one of the highlights of the week?" And it's always about you, by the way. <laughs> oh, my uncle Richie so against funny. West Virginia. <laughs> That's the word on the street. So I, I don't know her name, but. She's a That's huge awesome. fan, obviously. Uh, the Richie Saunders fans are uh, all ages. I'm like, me yeah, too. That yeah. was the highlight of my week. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Richie, great to have you with hey, us. Thank uh, you. We're Thanks glad you're in, feeling better. Yeah, yeah. Take some BYU Sports Nation karma just strictly for health of your team. Yeah, what's, yeah, spread, right. spread the health and the wealth. Listen, if we can cure disease, Spence, we got to be doing <laughs> way more than this. Okay? The, the sports thing, it does not matter compared uh, to that. Let's go. Yeah. Have fun against Kansas hey, State. Thank you. Thanks, Richie. Okay, uh, check out BYU and Kansas State coming up. Tomorrow, BYU said countdown, BYU radio uh, pregame as well. 9 Eastern time on the BYU TV app because volleyball is on BYU TV and ESPN+. Zach Wilson's back in the news for some commentary from the Jets owner. What Weird, did he say? Weird. And which NFL team does Steve Young want Zach to play for next? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow this here program on social media on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B on a Friday. This is how we do it. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. I feel like we should do the Friday headlines. So let's. Number 21 men's basketball plays Kansas State tomorrow pregame on the BYU TV app and BYU Radio 8, 9 Eastern time. Cougars 4-5 and five in league, Wildcats 5-5. Five and five. Let's go. Ken Palm has BYU by 11, amazingly. By 11. Oh, yeah, and Kansas oh, State's boy. ahead of BYU in the standings. They're ahead of BYU in the standings. Mm, not B for long. BYU women's basketball on the road at Cincinnati. Opportunity knocks here for the Cougars to make a move up the standings. BYU won their first ever Big 12 game against Cincinnati at the Marriott Center earlier this season. You can listen to our friend Jason Shepard on the call. Noon Eastern on BYU Radio. He'll probably say go Chiefs at some point. And Lauren Gustin, one of 15 players named to the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year watch list, leads the country in rebounds per game at 15.2. Somehow, she was not on the preseason All-Big 12 teams. And we're not fired up about it. Fred Warner and the Niners play Andy Reid and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl Sunday at 6.30 Eastern on CBS. The Niners are favored by two and a half. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54, where the Chiefs won 31-20, scoring three times in the final 6-13. The BYU football alumni game is back for a third Ooh. consecutive year. The official date for this year's game set for Friday, March 22nd. BYU will have won a first-round NCAA tournament game in men's basketball yes. the night In Salt Lake City. We hope. Number eight, men's volleyball swept Long Island, the entire island, despite hitting 247 to improve to eight and three on the season. Pono Brown came off the bench, had a season high, tying four aces. Trent Mosier led the way with 10 kills. 
Two teams run it back tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on Brigham Young University Television. BYU softball opened their season yesterday in Hawaii with two big wins. Yeah. In game one, listen to this, this is wild. BYU trailed Missouri-Kansas City eight to nothing after the first inning and then scored 17 unanswered runs. Wow. To win 17-8 and end the game with a run rule. They mercy ruled after trailing eight to nothing. At least they're merciful. Right? Maddie Bejarano led the comeback efforts. Four for four with a home run. Five runs batted in, three runs scored. In game two, BYU jumped out to an early lead with their own five-run first inning and held on to beat Ole Miss 7-4. BYU continues play today against Nevada before a doubleheader. I thought against... it was Nevada until right now. Stop it. Doubleheader against Missouri, Kansas City, and Hawaii tomorrow. Let's go 5-0. Gymnastics competes at number one Oklahoma tonight in a quad meet with Utah State and where Spencer almost went, the Texas Women's University. Yeah, they didn't let me in. Seven, there's like 20% men, actually. Mm. 7.45 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Cougs coming off a season high last week. BYU men's and women's track and field competing in two different meets this weekend. The men and women distance runners are in Seattle competing at the hey. Husky Classic, while the sprinters, jumpers, and throwers will compete at New Mexico. One of these is not like the other. Men and women's tennis, both in action this weekend. The men at UC Riverside, the women at Utah. And BYU men's and women's swim and dive host Utah this weekend on Senior Day with competition beginning today and running through tomorrow. Good luck. Those are today's headlines. Now some opinions in the Cougar Whip Around. Rather, the Big 12 Roundup. <laughs> I'm not going to opinion it at all here. Just facts, dog. No opinions. <laughs> just Roundup, baby. Let's round this up. Number 13, Baylor at number four, Kansas. College game day is going to be there. Baylor 6-3 in league, Kansas 6-4. Amazing that Kansas 6-4 already. Kansas 12-0 at home. Ken Palm has Jayhawks by three. TCU at number 14, Iowa State. Cyclones undefeated at home. They're so good at Hilton. 12-0 on that court. Ken Palm has the Cyclones by seven points. Iowa State 6-3 in Big 12 play. TCU at 5-4. They have a continental breakfast in the Coliseum? I'm going to wear No idea. Number five, Houston at Cincinnati. First meeting of the former AAC rivals. Houston 7-3 in the Big 12, Cincinnati 4-5. Cincinnati's eighth game against a ranked Big 12 team. They're 3-4 in those. Houston by 7, according to Kim. West Virginia at Texas. Now, keep in mind, West Virginia won the previous meeting against the Longhorns in Morgantown. Texas 4-6 in the Big 12. West Virginia 3-6. Ken Palm has the Longhorns by 13 on their home floor. Yeah, Longhorns a little moody at home, if you will. Mm -hmm. UCF, if you know, you know. UCF at number 23, Texas Tech. Tech enters the game having lost three in a row, five and four in league. Tech by seven, according to KP. And the Sooner State showdown. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. The Cowboys won seven of the last eight meetings, including three straight. How about that? Mm. Oklahoma five and five in the Big 12 after most recently beating BYU. Oklahoma State two and eight. The Sooners favored by 13, according to our friend Ken Pomeroy. That is the Big 12 roundup. Now, some opinions in the whip. Cougar Whip Round was done by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Houston Chronicle writer Joseph Tuarte said uh, Cougar head coach uh, Kelvin Sampson said the following on the Big 12. I don't know if this league has a great team. There's not one great team in this league, but everybody's good, and we're all bunched in there together. Is Sampson right? Well, it all depends on what you define as great, because I think Houston is a great team. I still think Kansas is Holy cow. very good to great. Come on. Yes, now. like Houston is final four good. Does that not qualify is, as great? And Kansas blew them out of home. Is Kansas not? They're great. 
yeah, like it's it's a little bit unpredictable at times, which happens when there's a ton of parity in a conference, when the conference is this strong. I understand what he's saying. Like there's no, I guess, dominant not, force. That doesn't mean they're not a great team. But exactly. Once they get into tourney, the tourney, I hope the Big 12 really flexes in the tourney, where it's like, oh yeah, there were five teams in the Sweet 16. I think he has the best overall team in the conference right now, Kelvin Sampson. Like they're great. Yes, but they did get waxed in Allen Fieldhouse. So like Kansas is good too. Kansas doesn't really have a bench, but they have a great starting lineup. They're a good team, like very good to great. I understand, I understand his point. I see what he's saying, Yeah, but it's more than just a bunch of good teams together. There's some very good and there's some great teams. Absolutely. I, yeah. Iowa State is like very good. Baylor, very good. BYU at its best, very good as well. Let's go. Okay, um, Steve Young on Adam Schefter's podcast talked about what team he'd like to see Zach Wilson play for next season. He said, to me, the place he needs to be is L.A. Go with Sean McVay, follow Stafford, just okay. sit there and watch the Magic, see if you can pick it up. Team up with Puka. Basically, yeah, exactly. Do what he, he wanted to do with Aaron Rodgers there. If you can, then you can be one of the best because you have the talent for it. Mm. Would you like to see Zach with the Rams? Yeah, yeah, sure. That, that's a great option. Uh, I mean, I think there are a few good landing spots potentially for Zach Wilson. Like, if he could be the backup to Patrick Mahomes and work with Andy Reid, I would love that. I, I, I would love a scenario like that. Do we want him to not play next year? I don't care. I, I mean, I, I, if I don't really care. Chiefs, he ain't playing. I think it would benefit Zach Rams to have just a mental break. Of, and Do not, we just want one year off? Yes, just okay. one. Just, sit just to not have the pressure time. of, like, I need to perform immediately, and I'm the regular starter. Like, just give him one year well, off, learning behind a guy like Matthew Stafford or Patrick Mahomes or Frank Good Grief. Like, it was supposed to be this year with Aaron Rodgers. That was supposed to happen this year with Aaron Rodgers. And, and it was over three plays in. He just needs, the opportunity isn't necessarily to learn from a great player, although that's nice. It needs to be a great system and a good team with a good O-line and run game. That's what he really needs. It's not sit behind a veteran. It's get a better opportunity on the team. But he's not going to get that after the Jets stuff. Just like, him, it's going to be a year or two or three. I want him to have a mental break, especially because his <coughs> owner has like already written him off. I want to have a mental break from Zach on the Jets. I've wanted that since he got drafted. My gosh. Check out the latest Big Stories podcast featuring former Kansas State runner Thane Baker's journey back from injury to becoming an NCAA champion and Olympic gold medalist. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. Up next, Amari Whiting and BYU Women's Basketball looking for their first win streak in conference after they beat 18th ranked Baylor. My one-on-one -on -one with the freshman guard talking about that monumental win and how they keep the energy going in Cincy. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Nobody gets in front of Amari Whiting. And a steal by Amari Whiting. Whiting pulls up for three and that is pure. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. I am Spencer Linton, he is Jerem Jordan. Yesterday I had a chance to speak with one of those budding young stars for BYU women's basketball, Amari Whiting, who has been thrust into the spotlight. She's carried a ton of pressure this year. So naturally, after BYU's best win of the season, had to ask her, how do you keep things rolling? And can the Cougars get on a run here beginning at Cincinnati? My one-on-one -on -one with BYU's freshman point guard, Amari Whiting. 
Amari, let's begin with just a congratulations on what was a monumental win against Baylor and taking down the 18th ranked team in the country. Easily the best performance by this BYU women's basketball team all season. So before we push ahead, just one question to recap it all. What do you think ultimately was the difference to allow you to start so quickly? Because when your team does start quickly, you typically win the game. Um, I think we all just kind of like believed. Um, we have like recognized that that was our problem. And so emphasis be, uh, before coming into this game was, hey, we got to like punch first. We got to start first. Um, and so that's what we did. Um, there was no pressure. We just kind of came out there and fought. And I don't know, we owed it to ourselves to, you know, give us a chance. So I thought that's what our game plan was, I guess. What was the celebration like inside the locker room? Because we got a glimpse of it. It looked like chaos. I talked to your mom <laughs> after the game. I think her her chin was quivering because she was freezing. <laughs> she had a huge grin on her face. So what was that celebration moment like? Um, it was awesome. We are all just throwing water everywhere, dancing. Um, it was cool. I mean, we haven't had an upset all season, and so – um, just to be able to like share that and especially like late in the season when it really matters. Um, it was cool. We are all super excited and happy. I know it's only one win, but my goodness, what a huge win to try and use as a confidence builder, especially with you now being on the road, you get Cincinnati, then UCF before you come home against Kansas and TCU, you know, these teams, Amari, and you know, what BYU women's basketball is capable of. So what is the key to channeling some of that energy that you had against Baylor and using it on the road against Cincy and UCF? Um, I think we just need to like stay on this run. Um, coach always says never let your highs get too high, your lows get too low. Um, we're just going to prepare how we do for every game. But I think we've shown ourselves that we can hang with any Big 12 team and we can win. Um, and so I feel like just knowing that it gives us more confidence. And I feel like we're playing really well together right now. And um, just carrying that into the next game, it's never one of us. It's never going to be just like one girl going off. It's going to have to, it's going to have to be a team effort. So I think just carrying that into the offensive side and then defensive side, just taking pride in locking the chick up in front of you. So what is the scouting report on Cincinnati this go around? Because you've already seen them once. Um, just kind of the same. I mean, I think we did a pretty good job against them the first time. Um, but obviously like it's hard to beat a team twice. So I think that, um, we'll have to be more locked in. I mean, we know some of their plays, they know some of ours. Um, so just kind of throwing new stuff out there. Um, but ultimately just punch first and fighting. So I know turnovers have been something that your team has discussed ad nauseum. <laughs> And, and you're working at it every day. What is the key to limiting some of those? I mean, you still had a higher number than you wanted against Baylor, but you did a way better job protecting the ball against Baylor than you did against West Virginia. So what are those little nuanced things you're working on to try and limit turnovers? Um, I would just say like being on the same page. I feel like sometimes, um, especially me, like I get excited when I see some, like, I think someone's open for a split second. So I just throw it without thinking. And sometimes that's a good thing. Cause it goes through, but sometimes it's not a good thing. Um, so I would just say that like being on the same page, making sure we're always looking for each other. Um, and also like when we do get pressured or pressed, like just being patient and relaxed, um, and just taking care of it, like have someone flash if we need help. 
Um, but yeah, I guess just like helping each other out and just, you know, being on the same page. All right. In that line of thinking, we pinpointed, you know, the number one area of concern for BYU. You do some things well. In your opinion, what does this team do the best? Um, Obviously, Lauren Gustin being inside, that's <laughs> one of our strengths. Um, her boards and just her inside presence. Um, I'd also say our, just like how athletic our three fours are. Um, I feel like they can all shoot, so you got to guard them perimeter, but then they can all take you off the bounce. Um, that we got a shooter, Kaylee Woolston, Kaylee Smiler. Um, and I just feel like our guards are really good at just at playing together, playing connected, especially our whole team. Um, but just like recently, we've been finding the open person making the extra pass, and that's hard to guard. So, all right, Amar, a few more questions uh, as we wrap up. And um, I know I've asked you to look back on your your freshman season a lot, but now let's push it forward. There are different levels of goals. Your team has been very outspoken about wanting to finish higher in conference than you were projected by the coaches preseason, which was number 11. Um, how do you feel like you are pacing in that regard right now to finish higher than that number? Um, I feel like we're kind of like, I don't want to, I guess, speak too soon, but I feel like we're sure. kind of peaking of just like being like, we kind of are figuring things out. Um, and so I feel like, like, especially this like last half of the season, we like, it's a good time to be able to be like, Oh, okay. Like, we know what we're doing now. Um, and so obviously that can help and like win after win, we'll just, you know, kind of keep the momentum um, to finish higher. But I don't know. I think we all believe that we can finish higher. It's just getting it done at this point. Absolutely. Well said. Okay. Uh, and another future goal, but this one on a minor scale, this just deals with Cincinnati. Um, maybe it's lower turnovers or maybe it's you want more assists what's what's the one thing that you're focusing on in your game specifically against Cincinnati? Uh, for sure, taking care of the ball. Um, I mean, like, especially games like last night, I feel like I did, played a pretty well-rounded game. It's just um, my turnovers have, you know, kind of been not doing so hot. Um, and it doesn't even feel like it's like that much until after the game you look at the stats. <laughs> um, so I would just say that taking care of the ball, um, and also locking up whoever I got defensively. All right. I lied. I've got one more question. Okay. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to get in trouble if I say the Chiefs. So I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> okay. So you're not saying the Chiefs. Not the Chiefs. Wink, no. wink. <laughs> <laughs> are you a T-Swift fan? Yeah. Are you a big T-Swifty? Uh, kind of in the middle with T-Swift. I okay. like her. I really do. I think the Chiefs are really good, but I am always up for a good underdog okay. win. So. All right. Hey, either way, BYU wins because you got Fred Warner repping BYU on the San Francisco side. You got Andy Reid and Matt Bushman repping the Chiefs on that side, right? Yep. Yep. Win, hey, do win. me a favor. Tell your buddy Jason Shepard, uh, who may or may not be a huge fan of the Chiefs, I dare you to say, go Niners to him and see what he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No, he's already walked in with 
gear like Chiefs gear on game days, and all of us are just like, oh no. Here we go. Uh, yep. <laughs> you, you know, you know. Amari, it's it's great to talk to you. Uh, we're sending you some BYU Sports Nation karma from Provo to continue those good vibes from the Baylor win against Cincinnati and on to UCF. Can't wait to watch. Thanks for the time. Thank you so much. Check out Women's Hoops at Cincinnati tomorrow, noon Eastern time on BYU Radio and Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Get that first win streak. As a BYU fan, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? You just heard Amari's answer. The commercials. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Our question of the day, as a BYU fan, who are you choosing to root for in this weekend's Super Bowl? Chiefs or the 49ers? Steve. Steve Christensen on Facebook says, Brother Warner needs a ring. <laughs> Simply put. <laughs> Kill the fatted calf and put a ring on that man's finger. <laughs> if you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. Aaron Mansell on Facebook, Kansas City. I want Andy to get more rings to show how he is the GOAT of NFL coaches, even above Belichick who didn't do anything without Brady and has no coaching tree to speak of. I love it. Belichick has no coaching tree? Are you kidding me? Like, he does, but they've kind of they've kind of stunk. Okay, there's an argument there. Yeah. Like like they've been Vrabel and yeah. Daniels and there's there's been some good coaches he coached there, but alongside no one that's done Nick any... Saban, but right. Nick Saban's not really in his coaching tree. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Our elite voice of the day presented by Pax Healthcare Elevated from the Polanyi Kalani on X. It's a win-win for me and BYU either way. Go Team Andy, go Team Fred, go BYU. Yeah, let's go. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Fred and Andy in the Super Bowl. Good luck to both those guys and those teams, and uh, we'll see who wins. Absolutely. Our thanks to today's guests, Richie Saunders and Amari Whiting. Bucket of chicken night. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, who apparently is going to be in the Marriott Center for the Kansas State game tomorrow. Let's go. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Troy Warner. We'll see you tomorrow for pregame BYU Troy. men's basketball. Good luck to both teams this weekend. Go Cougs. Go Team Andy. Go Team Fred. Volleyball.